everybody. You are listening to Off the Record, a bi-weekly podcast coming to you from Chalk Magazine. My name is Wyatt Hall, and alongside me are the wonderful Nicole Dolan and Taylor Warden. Hello, everyone. Hi. In this podcast, we will touch on topics about life, love, student journalism, and everything in between. This week, Nicole will be bringing us our topic. Nicole, what's been on your mind recently? Oh my goodness. You know what? I honestly can't believe that we are back on a physical campus after a one million year, you know, summer spring break type of situation. I just can't believe that just happened. Um, I feel like March was literally like last week, but I also feel like March was a million years ago, right? And so it's just so weird thinking about how I'm seeing physical people, but not seeing any of their faces and how, you know, when I thought about what my senior year would look like, I honestly thought that it would be high school musical meets Greece meets like a total romanticized rose-colored lenses on type of senior year situation. And now my life has come to having like one Zoom crush and discussing with my team members of how should I flirt with the Zoom crush who doesn't seem to have his camera on. That's another problem that we're having in addition to being terrified for our lives on campus um, because you can't really see if anyone's cute besides their fit because their faces are covered, hopefully, hopefully. Although I am starting to see that it is kind of attractive when someone in a good fit is also covering their nose and being safe. That's very attractive. If you can get Never. masks that work with your outfit. I do match my outfits with my masks, actually. Shout out to my mom for making masks in different fabrics and different patterns. Thank you for that one. But I do appreciate it when people like go the whole nine yards and match their masks with their outfits. But um, I guess I am a little bit sad that I can't just like pick out all the, you know, campus cuties on my walk to class. Um, But I guess I'll get over it and we'll just learn to be okay with it. But also I've been, I've changed to moving all of my classes online. And I think that's honestly the move. I don't know about y'all, but like I, after the first week, I just feel safer being online and actually being able to see my peers' faces is lovely and like seeing how they emote and everything like that. So I don't know, like, do you guys like being online or do you miss being in person? What are your thoughts? I'm hybrid right now, so I get both. I only had the one in person. So I had one in day or one day in person and then switched to being fully online because it just didn't seem the same. It was nice to be in that environment again and to see people physically. But when all the hallways were empty, when people were so far apart, it just didn't seem like the learning environment I wanted and missed at all. So I was rather, I would rather go back to being online where I feel like it's a bit, at least I feel safe when I'm in that environment, you know, than being in person, but feeling just kind of like everybody's just as disconnected as it was during a Zoom call. I'm going to be honest. And in my, all my classes are on Wednesdays um, and we were recording this on Thursday. I, so I had all my classes yesterday and you can note like it's noticeable uh, everybody that did week one. And it was like, I'm not feeling this. I'm going to go online because Week one, campus was bu- was was just full. There were people all over the place. It almost seemed normal outside of the masks and weird, like, filtered routes. Um, yesterday, it was empty. There was almost nobody except for when I went to uh, get food at one point, which was obviously a lot more full because everybody needed food. But it's weird right now. And, and I... I don't know. I've gone back and forth in the online thing because I feel like I personally learn better when I am in a physical environment. That's just how I learn. And I'm not feeling as unsafe as I was because with everybody going online, I am now around significantly less people regardless. But I don't know. It's it's weird. It's so, so strange. 
Yeah, that's, you know, that's a fair point because I definitely think that I learn better in person, but also with the classes that I'm taking right now, um, you simply can do all the work online. And um, the professors that I have have been doing a really good job, you know, navigating Zoom and things like that. So that's lovely. But um, I kind of miss that in-person collaboration and um, being able to stick around in the hallways and talk to your professor or wait in the hallways and do homework on the floors of Wesco with your friends and, you know, stress out about getting an assignment in before class time and things like that. But now we can't really gather um, in the buildings because it's just simply not safe. And now they have these weird quarantine tents outside, which is just very odd. You don't know if you're at like a warp tour, like musical, not musical. You do not know if you are at a warp tour or a music festival because all of these random tents that are just everywhere. I mean, I think that the professors that are having class outside under a tree with everyone on blankets, that's so cute and so lovely and so wholesome, but there's something about having class in a tent outside that makes it seem a little bit scary and I don't know. Some of them are in such of. weird spots. Like there's one right next to cafe that's just in the middle of a field. I'm like, why is this here? <laughs> Who is going to go out there? That is terrifying. I am just very confused, but you know, some of my concerns from the first week are that I guess my expectations for what the CV key would be um, was that it would be an actual key or like a pass that would, you know, dictate whether or not you were allowed in this building. And I thought that it was going to be like, you had to get that set up or else you were not allowed to get into a building, period. But it's a freaking iPad on a stand that you can just walk past and people can just like lie about what symptoms they're having. I'm honestly, I'm just, I'm just honestly triggered of the fact that we are just basing this entire safety thing of the CV key on the honor system. I feel the same way. I thought it was going to be like locked doors. You could not enter unless you scan this and your symptoms, you know, didn't match out of COVID. But really, I just walked in and the building was empty. You could just walk past or you didn't have to scan it. Like no requirement at all, which just made me feel like what are, I mean, when we got into class and there was, you know, everyone was wearing masks, people were pretty distant. Like, I don't know if all the chairs were six feet, but it just felt like the precautions that I heard about, I wasn't exactly sure what those were that were really being implemented that strictly. No, yeah. I mean, Taylor, Taylor and I have the our first like Wednesday class together or Monday, Monday and Wednesday class together. And so on the first day of school, we both were like, how the heck does this work? And I mean, I do recognize that there was a tutorial video and things like that, but like just on the first day, you're super hyped, super ready to get the day started and everything like that. But you don't even know how to navigate this. And then also there's no one like kind of keeping tabs on the iPad anyway. So you could just walk past it and not notice it. And so um, another concern that I have with the CV key is that simply not everyone has an iPhone or a smartphone. And people are just expected to print out their QR code every single morning. And I think that's ridiculous. Why are we putting one extra step for students? Like, Nobody's there's gonna no Nobody's going to carry a sheet of paper either. I mean, and, and a lot of people, even if they do have a smartphone, they have to use data to actually use the application. And when you don't have unlimited, you don't want to do that, you know? <laughs> no, I just don't think that it's equitable. I don't think that it's, you know, fair for students. And I also think that it's a joke. I think the honor system thing is a joke and it doesn't make me feel safe. But um, I don't know. I also kind of feel bad for professors that are, you know, having to navigate basically teaching two different kinds of classes right now. I mean, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Because personally, I think that our journalism professors have been doing a lovely job, but also at the same time, it's just like, you just feel disconnected with the people that are in person if you are on Zoom. 
it's gotta be a pain in the ass <laughs> to basically manage two classes, you know? Yeah. And trying to appease like the people in class and the people on zoom. And then I know in the class that me and Nicole are in together, that's kind of, you can pick and choose if you'd like to be in zoom or in person. I mean, our professor has to kind of adapt whether there's two people in class that day or 13 and then teaching both sets of people finding activities and things that work with that. I mean, that's got to be challenging every day and you just don't know what to expect. And I know a lot of them were looking forward to having those kind of like in-person hybrid classes. But then if you have to adapt to both of those and not really sure each week what you're going to be having, it seems like the easiest solution to just go back fully online. But I don't know. I feel bad for professors that we're having like our class that's supposed to be 13 people in person. And then just each day, there's more and more people on Zoom where I'm sure on Monday it'll be a full Zoom class. I, I personally, I don't. I, I don't know how long we're going to be able to pull this off. So I'm really hoping that we will have a vaccine or something to figure this out by, I mean, at least at the end of the school year, because I mean, this, I'm not going to say it's a disaster. It's I, I don't, I wouldn't go that far. We're managing, but man, it is just not effective for anybody. It is not convenient for anybody. Yeah. I mean, the the only thing that's really coming out of this is a whole lot more people cheating on their online tests because they can just look up the answers, but which also means we're learning less. So. I agree. I completely agree. I feel like, you know, my safety and my mental state are definitely first priority. Um, but it's really like the first time in my college career that I'm, I simply don't feel like I'm digesting or soaking in any information, period. Um, Not to discourage my professors, shout out to all of you, but it's just, this is not ideal. Um, And yes, we do have the option of going in person, but also it's just like, then at that point, then I'm not prioritizing my health and my mental state. And um, as the week has gone by, it's now coming to the close of our second week of school. I already know several people that have come into contact with COVID and that are quarantining. And it's just terrifying because it's that same thing, uh, that same fear, I guess, that we all had back in April when it was like, just stay home and don't talk to anyone and don't associate yourself with anyone um, because it's scary. But then I think that as businesses started to open back up, as restaurants started to open back up, bars and things, people started getting more and more comfortable being in large groups of people and things like that. And honestly, the week that I moved back to Lawrence, Jayhawk liquor was popping. It was terrifying at how popping it was um, and how, you know, people were barely wearing masks or just like trying to just struggle to just put it on and you know that they weren't wearing it and things like that. And honestly, like, I love being around my peers. I love campus life. I love college, but I simply do not trust a single college student at all because we're just, we're touch deprived. We're people deprived, you know, like we are wanting to latch on to any form of connection that we can because we were so deprived of it all summer and spring break, which is insane. Um, And I was in my childhood bedroom at my house. So my high school depression just like said, hey, how are you doing? And then came back and I was like, no, I don't want you here. Like what is happening? And so now that we're all back and we all have shared the same experience, we all want to be together again and we're getting sick. And so it's just like, don't tease us with this idea that we can be together and bond together and, you know, be a happy Jayhawk party family all over again. when we simply can't. It's a tease and it sucks and I'm livid about it. So 
I think that's what the first couple weeks felt like is that suddenly it was just kind of all over. Just felt like the mindset was just, it kind of disappeared because we were all back on campus and it kind of seemed like how things were, especially before classes started, I think, when everybody got back in town. I mean, suddenly masks was just popping again. People were everywhere. Silas and Maddie's almost every time I've driven by people everywhere inside and outside. And so it was exciting. And I think people just being around their friends again, being on campus, it was kind of just this mindset of COVID doesn't really exist anymore. And I think we've just seen in the past couple of weeks, kind of like you said, Nicole, just known more and more people have come in contact with someone who had it and then kind of in contact with someone else. And I think it's just shown like, yeah, we're still in a, pand- a pandemic with a disease that spreads really, really fast and really easily. And so it's great to be back. Like, it's great for things to be starting again, but they're really not the same, you know? We're really still in the same situation that we were. It's especially concerning when every time they release numbers on testing, the rates have gone up every single time. It has not gone down or stayed the same once. And we've been doing testing for three weeks now. It's not looking great. Not going to (laughs) lie. It's not looking great. And you know, what's kind of sad is, um, you know, when you talk to your friends and you invite them to go do stuff, it's usually like, do you want to go get coffee? Do you want to go study? I literally asked Taylor this week, do you want to go get COVID tested with me at CBS? That's a fun friend hangout. That's a fun friend hangout. Um, Never thought I would say that. Do you want to get tested for this disease? For this <laughs> illness together what what is that I don't even know we're but. in a world weird world right now it's and it's the thing that I am afraid of to be honest with you I mean the whole situation has a lot of things that need to be fearful of but I keep going to bed thinking to myself what is what are what are things going to be like once we are over this Will we, I know, I know the whole phrase, the new normal got way overused over the last Mm -hmm. six months as everyone was talking about how COVID will affect things. But seriously, I mean, will parties be the same? There's going to be a ton of people where even once COVID is gone, this whole experience is going to have this, this behavior in their mind of, it's kind of weird to get that close to people, you know? It's kind of weird to be sharing things with other people because germs might be dangerous. Are clubs and things like that going to be the same that thrive on people who just getting close to each other and being in these tight unsafe spaces? I I don't know what this what our what our society is going to look like afterwards because I just want my life to go back to normal and I don't know if that's going to happen. Mm, That's a fair point. I mean, I think that since we all are so people deprived, even the introverts, like I'm extremely extroverted. So I was going insane. I was uh, freaking the hell out. Um, All of quarantine. But I think those businesses will be fine. Honestly, I think they will be great. I think they will be popping. But I also think that new safety measures maybe will be put in place especially especially like at bars I can see it still popping but also I can see it like that huge plastic covering barrier in front of the bar and people just knocking on the glass like the bartenders (laughs) are like fish or something and being like um hi lemon sour or something i don't know screwdriver or something i don't know what they order at the can i get four shots of tequila or something knock 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 and it's just like i feel like that might be a thing um i just don't i don't want to turn 21 and have to wait three or four years to go clubbing or something you know yeah yeah i did not think about that actually um you know i'm very confident that we have a vaccine by the spring. The, well, but the problem is, how long is it going to take for that vaccine to distribute and for people to, to be, like, for things to get normalized? Mm-hmm. I mean, we got to distribute it first. Just because we have it doesn't mean that everything's solved and everything's fixed. It's going to take a while. A while. That's what's hard to imagine is just thinking back to 
when school first went online and I thought, oh, well, by the summer, like, we'll be fine. Like, we all summer, thought that. How yeah, naive. Totally normal summer. And then the summer started and I was like, okay, well, you know, give it a couple months. But obviously by the fall, we're all good. Everything's back to normal. And so now when we're at this point and things are not better, but probably like worse too, it's really hard to imagine a future where everything is normal again, or even like a new normal. But I've been feeling where I'll read a book and they'll talk about traveling to a new country or literally just meeting up with people. And I just feel like shivers or something like it just cringes me out thinking about anybody doing any physical touching, like any traveling to another place. Like it just makes me feel very anxious now. It's so weird watching movies from before COVID and seeing no masks in sight. Oh my goodness. Are any of those like B-roll shots of New York city of everyone on the street, all huddled together, walking and pushing each other like sardines. It's insane. Actually, I was going through my Snapchat memories just to feel something, right? And <laughs> I have all of my video from the Super Bowl and I was down at Power and Light and there were so many people. And it's not like we did not know about COVID back then. We heard about it. That was seven months ago. Just seven months ago. That was this year. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl this year. We like stormed the streets this year. And now I can't even fathom, like, taking off a ma- my mask in public. Like, I just feel naked. It's, you know, I so have, have you guys ever felt, like, uncomfortable without your mask on or now at this point? Or did you feel very uncomfortable wearing it at the beginning or? I think at the beginning, I definitely felt very uncomfortable in it when things first started to open and you could, you know, shop at places now, go to restaurants, but you had to wear the mask. I hated it so much that I just was like, whatever, I'm still like full quarantining, not going anywhere because I don't want to have to deal with wearing it. And obviously I was going to wear it if I was going to go anywhere. But now, yeah, I can't imagine going anywhere and not wearing it. But I think the thing that makes me the most anxious is the distancing. So in a store, you know, when you're waiting in line and I can just feel somebody right behind me. Some people do not follow it at all. They don't follow. And there's signs like on the floor, you know, like an X stand here, but they're just right behind you. And it's such an uncomfortable position because I don't want to say anything because I feel like those people must know what they're doing. But it's just like those feelings of being anywhere. And like you're wearing a mask, you're trying to take your precautions, but I still just feel like that sense of dread sometimes like in the grocery store, anywhere walking. I'm getting that feeling every time I go to uh the radio station which is in the union it's right next to chick-fil-a so every time i go past chick-fil-a people do not follow social distancing in those lines they are all crammed in that hallway and it it makes me extremely uncomfortable as i am trying to enter the station to do my job it's not good yeah it's it's terrifying also you know i feel really bad for the workers (laughs) that are serving them and serving people that simply don't care. Um, Particularly the ones that have customers that straight up just don't wear a mask. Also, I never know what to do if at a restaurant, you know, do I keep my mask on, but like I drink my water, you know, of like, oh shoot, this is really uncomfortable. I don't want to like make you sick or something. And so I predict, you know, post COVID, we're still going to be like, oh my gosh, like, am I too close? Like, is this okay? I don't want to breathe in what you're breathing in, but. Um. Yeah. And that's what I mean when I talk about things like clubs, bars, all those places being weird is because that has never been an issue. Space has never been an issue. The whole, the whole thing is you, you know, just having a time. And if you bump into people, you bump into people, but we are all very hyper aware of that now. And I mean, it could be years down the line until we see us coming back to where we were before, especially with, I mean, just think about how long it took just to distribute tests for this thing. Now this is true. Now we have to create a vaccine. We have to mass produce it. And then we have to distribute it to every corner of this massive country. 
it's good. I am I am with you. I'm optimistic about a vaccine coming by spring next spring. year. It's just getting it to people is the thing that I'm nervous about. Yeah, I think, you know, out of all the normal things that I miss from pre-COVID, I think my number one thing is just simply being able to be with friends again and just not worry about getting them sick. And then also, you know, being with someone that you're romantically interested with and not being worried of, oh my goodness, I don't want to get you or your family sick. With my best friend, she actually felt uncomfortable because I was seeing more people than she was seeing um, over quarantine. And she simply had to say, no, I can't see you anymore. And it's heartbreaking, you know? It's very understandable, completely valid, right? But it's heartbreaking when someone you love simply just can't see you for the sake of themselves and their family. And it's on you, you know? It's like, are you going to tighten that group of people that you see? Or are you going to be the person that's getting groceries for your family? Are you going to be the person that's going to do X, Y, and Z and see the most people out of everyone in your household? And um, it sucks. That was my least favorite part of quarantine was having to accept, okay, I won't be able to physically be with you and be on our phones in my bedroom and scroll through TikTok together um, until December. And I had to agree to that back in July. And that was painful. Um, And so it sucks. Also, especially right now, some friends are having to quarantine for two weeks. And I'm like, what? I just got back here and I want to see you, you know? I mean, Taylor, you had to quarantine. What was that like? Uh, I did. That was interesting because it was kind of, we talked about earlier, like you get back to campus and you have that little taste of like, oh, I can see my friends again. And things are kind of like back to normal in my own place. And then as soon as it started, it was just quarantine all over again. So I had a roommate who tested positive. So I thankfully have not had any symptoms. Nothing's gone wrong, but I have been just on lockdown just to be safe. And it's been okay because I've been through it before, but obviously ready to be done, which should be happening soon. I think what's going to be interesting after this is all over is kind of like, how much it motivates people to want to go out, you know, and see people again, be around people, or will it do the opposite? Because I know I'm an introvert. So also at the beginning, I was kind of missing any interaction. You know, it was hard for me to not have an interaction, but then also part of me does thrive a little bit on being in my house, you know, on not having to like go out all the time. And so I'm a little bit concerned once this is over, I'm going to be so happy to be around people again and have that option for interaction. I'm a little concerned though, that it's going to be difficult for me to like physically need to be in a place at a certain time and not having the option to just dial in for my computer. It sounds like it might get overwhelming. Yeah, it will. I mean, being able to, cause right now we have classes, you know, if you have a hybrid, you don't feel like you can come in that day. You can just be like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to call in from zoom. If you have work, you're sort of feeling an itch in your throat. I don't feel comfortable coming in. I should probably stay home. But then when you're going to have to like physically be somewhere and you don't really have an excuse, you know, like once the virus or once the vaccine is here, it's going to be very strange for me to like have to be somewhere and not really have an option not to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. It's, it's going to be an adjustment and I think it's going to take time, but Hopefully by the time we're 30, things will be back to normal. Oh my God. <laughs> I, 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 people keep making jokes about wasting their 20s. I just, I really hope that that doesn't end up being reality. I don't think it will. I'm highly optimistic that things will be back to normal. I keep saying all this stuff about how I'm afraid about the future. I am optimistic that things will be back to normal by the end of I want to say 2022. I know it's a long time, but I I think it's going to take probably a year to get this all sorted out once we have the vaccine. And then after that, it's just going to take some time to acclimate to things. But honestly, if I, if we are good to go 
by the time that I am 23 years old, I'll be okay with that because it could be significantly worse. It could be significantly worse. Also, you have the beauty of that being your senior year, right? So you don't have to jump in into this weird mess of, can I even move states for my job? Yeah, we'll Question see. Question mark? My senior year is, is, I think it's, on my current predictions, my senior year is going to be spent trying to distribute this stuff. So we'll see. Maybe it'll go quicker than that. Maybe by the spring of my senior year, we'll be going out to bars again. Oh. I personally will not until... I feel I even if bars open, I'm not touching bars. I'm not touching movie theaters. I'm not. I'm not touching any of this stuff until at the very earliest we have a vaccine, or if somehow this virus just some just completely dies off in the U.S. Don't think that latter is going to happen. So looks like I'm waiting for those doctors and researchers to start getting on their A game. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, my birthday's coming up. Um, By the recording of this podcast, my birthday is in 24 days. (laughs) And it's the big 2-1. And it's, you know, back in March when people were having their 21st birthdays, we were all like, oh, boo. Man. That sucks. Wish it sucks to be you. Sucks to be you, not me. Couldn't be me. Couldn't me um it is me it's me and um I don't know what to do you know for it it's a big day and you know I was so excited for it and um my Monday class is an 11 a.m zoom which is absolutely beautiful it gives me a long time to recover if I will recover um and it's not what I thought Nothing is what I thought it would be. I mean, I think the only beautiful thing that this quarantine and COVID has given me um, has been like a daunting amount of time of self, self-reflection. Um, and so now I am well aware of what I want as a person and what I like about myself and what I want to work on because COVID gave us no choice, but to be alone with our thoughts. Um, But I hate that it's taking away parties and large gatherings for me. And, you know, I will cry on my birthday and eat my cake too, because it's my day, but you know, we're not going to do anything crazy. We're not stupid. We're not ill-informed. You know, we're not naive. We know that this thing is scary, um, but it just sucks. You know, you just don't know what to do. And so you kind of just have to make the most out of it. Um, a couple friends and I have been talking and, you know, we might just do a half birthday situation if a vaccine freaking comes out. So on my 21 and a half birthday in March. Do you know your half birthday? Mm-hmm. March 27th. Mm, that's six days after my 21st. Just saying. Just saying. We might have to join hey, it. <laughs> if, if this thing lasts that long, then, you know, you can make fun of us. being like, ha, you had to have two birthdays in quarantine. I only had to have one. <laughs> that is this a is very true. depressing joke, but there's a good chance it will be applicable when we get around the spring. Oh, my goodness. You but know, yeah. I... You know, when I thought about my 21st, I thought, you know, beautiful, crazy day on a Sunday. But then once I get my real ID, winery, 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 vineyard, 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 thrift store for a break, (laughs) bar, rooftop bar, rooftop bar, you know, lovely. And so, you know, I guess I just have to solidify that list of all the things that I want to do and save it up for when I half have a big thing. kid job. Yeah, big kid job and half that. thing. Yeah, yeah. But do either of you have any big pet peeves from the week? How was your mental health? How did y'all take being back? I was, I, I was about to piggyback off of the whole self-reflection thing in quarantine because the problem for me is, yes, there's been a lot of time to think on stuff. 
but man, it really wants, it really makes me want to see a therapist and it can't really do that right now unless you want to do it over FaceTime or something. And I, I, I just, it's not the same, you know, it's not the same as sitting and talking with someone about it. Ah, it sucks, but COVID really said therapy, Wyatt. Yeah, but also sit in our room and deal with those thoughts ourselves rather than talking through productively with someone who knows what they're doing. That was what was too much, is especially being back in your childhood bedroom. So it's like all of what you used to deal with then when you were in high school, but then everything now, and then just combine it together for somebody who already like spends too much time in their own head. And then that was literally the only thing to do. It was just a, it was a bit too much to be back in my room crying with my hairy cutout next to my bed again. (laughs) Need that. So, I mean, there was a lot of things learned, a lot of self-reflection, but also it was interesting to kind of revert back to my high school self and then kind of come out of that again. It was just a weird time thinking about, especially those couple months where we were just full lockdown, full not leaving the house. I mean, at Mm -hmm. least like I was never left and feeling like I was back in high school, but I also wasn't because I was taking college classes over Zoom, but my room was the exact same as it used to be. I feel that to the one millionth percent because, you know, what I've convinced myself is that the second that we went back into that childhood bedroom and weren't allowed to go a single place without asking for permission, or at least I had to ask for permission to like leave and go get groceries or like go on a walk. I had to ask for permission to leave my house and walk. Very odd. I don't even know. Um, It's muscle memory. Your brain is like, oh, you had trauma here. Oh, you had depression here. Oh, you had anxiety here. Let's uh, take a walk down memory lane, you know, let's feel some nostalgia and let's be depressed again. And we really said, oh my God, no, I don't want this. This is not where I'm at in my life anymore. And your brain said, but you are going through this and you've been going through this, but you've suppressed it. Or you've grown from it, but you've all of a sudden forgot how to deal with it and cope with it in a healthy way because you were stuck in lockdown in your childhood bedroom next to your hairy cutout slash me next to all these random baby pictures of myself and journals filled with my name and cursive and my crush's last name, you know? So it's just, that's what I'm convinced of. I'm convinced that it's muscle memory and you just simply forget how to act and forget what your life was like before COVID when you're just stuck, you know? And I mean, my parents are great. I'm lucky to have a home to go back to. A lot of people didn't get to go home and a lot of people, you know, weren't able to like be with their families because maybe their family is an immunocompromised or something like that. But I don't want to do it ever again. (laughs) Um, I don't want to be trapped with my parents ever again for that long of time because I think we were all driving each other crazy and uh, that was terrible for me at least. Free food but that was a plus but my brain said escapism which is what I did in high school and so just all over again months of every two weeks my mind would could only focus on one thing So I only look back on quarantine as like, oh yeah, that was the month where I was only watching the show and it was all I could think about. And then April, yeah, that's when I could only think about Adam Driver and all of their head, like all of their thoughts. (laughs) Yes. That's the only way I could cope through that. So it was just like high school all over again, um, just living my life vicariously through one direction. And so now it was just something new every two weeks because there was nothing else to think about. Yeah, going... Going through all that experience again, 
and and talking about it with uh, a friend of mine who also deals with all the same stuff, she actually finally convinced me to go talk to a doctor about it. So your boy got prescribed with antidepressants that we're now dealing with, which is, we'll see how that goes. But, you know, there's no better time to kill your sex drive than when we're in a, you know, pandemic where you shouldn't be going and seeing people as much anyways. So we're getting through it. We're getting through it. (laughs) We're getting through it. It's rough. It's tough. But, um... I guess I'm the only solace that I'm finding is that, you know, we're all going through it together. Um, and so you can like bitch to your friends about it, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, same word, word. That's fair. But, you know, and I guess that'll make getting out of it so much more beautiful and strong because we'll all be like, damn let's never have this happen again, you know, and hopefully more people will be motivated to work together and actually fight it. But it is discouraging when you are also around people who don't think that this, you know, virus is real and who aren't taking the proper measures and are just like, if I get it, I get it. If I die, I die, you know? In the words of Kirk Cousins, if I die, I die. (laughs) Yeah, which is ridiculous. (laughs) That man is the face of Minnesota. And I, man, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. We're all bonding through trauma right now, and it's not helped when you have multi-million dollar franchise people saying, you know, if I die, it happens. I I don't even know what to say to that, honestly, because that is what so many of our peers are saying, too. And, you know, I don't think that, I think that everyone is just trying to find some sort of way to cope. And some people think that, I don't know, not taking this pandemic seriously is the best way to feel something because they're feeling something different than the rest of the world, I guess. But I don't want to act Greek life, but when you see that video that went around on Twitter a couple weeks ago, it doesn't get your hopes up for how they're treating it. Yeah. It's very, it's very interesting to see everyone the way that they are, but you know, what I hope for the rest of the year is that if we get kicked out that we get some money back, I'm living on an on-campus apartment. I know I will get my money back if I get kicked out, but I'm also hoping that if school completely shuts down and we are moved online, that apartment residents are able to stay and just quarantine ourselves in this building because I simply can't imagine the rest of my senior year being in Overland Park. Um, I need to have the beach. I need to have Clinton. I need to have the dam. I need to have the sunset drive by Clinton. I need that. I need to people watch on mastery. I need, like, I need those things to survive, but also I recognize that moving online is safer, but I just don't want to be stripped of living in the town that I love, right? And so those are the things that I ask of the future. I don't I, know. I swear to God, I have 1400 dying dollars left over from last year. And if they take them away because they don't want to carry it over two years in a row, I'm going to be livid. <laughs> As you should. That is a lot of money's worth of food. Sorry, that was random. But <laughs> I was no. just like, that's one thing that I'm thinking about that if we go online and they're like, yeah, you can't spend your dining dollars. I'm going to be pissed. I mean, I guess we could technically use it because we're partnered with Pizza Hut now. Fun fact for any listeners that don't know that dining dollars could be spent at Pizza Hut now because they are the new partner following Domino's not being able to support the program last year. But oh, yeah. So yeah, if you apparently they also changed all the the what was the pizza company on campus last year? It was like, I don't know. It wasn't memorable. Jay's Pizza? Jay's Pizza. Wasn't memorable. Wasn't good pizza. They're now all Pizza Huts mm. on campus. 
So we have a little mini pizza hut. So if you're at the union and you want pizza, you can get a little personal pan pizza now. Oh, very cute. Yeah. I have not been at the union. It doesn't, it doesn't make up for losing Panda Express a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rest pain of peace. that it will continue to live on, especially because K-State still holds that over us. But Ew, don't um, mention them. Well, you know, I just got to say, this is not on topic of our topic today, but why is their union so good and ours so not good? Why is their union, like, actually close? Their union is wonderful. And ours is, I'm okay, I don't want to trash on our union too much. It's okay. But it's just, it's out of the way. It's not convenient. We don't have the same amount of things in it that other universities have i just want a good union that'll attract businesses like qdoba and panda express and all these other places there's this ridiculous like a bowling alley and a movie theater in the union yeah we are when we had a bowling alley it was a little rinky dinky one in the basement that nobody used (laughs) they used to use it well, I know people used to use it, but it was a little baby one that, I mean, evidently it wasn't used enough to not get rid of it because they changed it over to a, I don't even know, a party room, I guess. It's just another, like, Event student space. gathering yeah. space. Yeah. But I guess we can wrap up the pod with... Us complaining about the union. No! I don't want to give K-State any credit. I don't care. K-State deserves credit. Their union is great. Yeah, but, like, that's not, like, I hate K-State as much of the next guy, but their union deserves all the praise because it is beautiful. It's, like, the one thing you could say. Yeah, it is great. I love their union. Yeah. (laughs) I just very much so dislike Manhattan. Shout out to our Manhattan listeners. Oh, yeah, there are none. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we have any Manhattan listeners. There are two good things in Manhattan. That is the K-State Union and Varsity Donuts. And that is it. That's where the list ends. Mm, Yeah. Have you guys been to Varsity Donuts? I have been to Varsity Donuts. I've had the mac and cheese. You have? Okay. Old cheese. I've had every item on their menu, and I love every item on their menu. Oh, my God, Wyatt. Yeah. Because I had it once, and I think I just had, like, a donut. And to me, it was just, like... Okay, the donuts are okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I will take munchers over varsity, I will say that. But I love the varsity donut truck, just because I like the mac and cheese grilled cheese. I like the corn dogs. The donuts are okay. The best part about their donuts, unfortunately, is the variety that they have but they don't have that variety when they're doing their truck at night mm-hmm. so i guess i gotta try the mac and cheese but mm-hmm. not wise i'm always going to munchers always oh i will i will take munchers donuts over varsity any day especially since they're 24 See, hours. that's why you can't give them that much credit we have better stuff here do we and have mac and cheese grilled cheese in lawrence nicole maybe some can make it I don't want to make my own mac and cheese grilled cheese. I want to buy it from someone. <laughs> this is not. This is an anti K State podcast. Thank you. I just love their union, and I love mac and cheese grilled cheese. And frankly, that's where I stand on these issues. Anyway, you know, I just hope that there's some hope. The only thing that's keeping me going is being able to say that I am in the same city finally. We're in Lawrence, and that's what matters. Mm-hmm. We're in Lawrence. We're ready to take the city by storm. De- we're decently ready for whatever is to come. Please don't send me home, KU. Yes. That's all I have to say. Check back with us after the next coming months when it starts getting into election season because things are about to get real crazy. But I'm sure we'll talk about that on a future episode. <laughs> no, we will absolutely talk about that in next episodes. And we'll you know, get there. You know, like we said, every other week, it's a bi-weekly conversational podcast. Each of us is going to bring something to the table and we'll just talk about it and have a little gab sesh. So keep up with our three lives every other week on any streaming service. Hopefully, once we get certified. 
Yes. And, you know, follow us on our socials. Instagram, University Daily Kansan, Twitter, Kansan News, you know, for that reliable, newsy content. Okay, well, we'll talk to you in two weeks. See you guys later. Thank you for listening. Peace. You know, it is insane that we are back on this campus. Yeah, I, really need, I think. <laughs> we're just starting all the way over. Again. <laughs> we're just we're gonna start the whole podcast over. Take- if you want to go again, Nicole, to restart, but I think you did good your first time. You did. Did I? Yeah, really? Yeah, I feel I like it was really sporadic and like, I will say it was lost. a little rambly, but it was fine because it seemed like half the podcast we rambled anyway. I feel so. like it was good. I felt like we like found a flow. Yeah, I mean, this is but this is the this is the pilot. This is the awkward first episode where we're just kind of getting yeah. a feel for things, and yeah. then if because if we go off of what happened last time, our first episode was kind of okay. Our episode after that was well, it kind of dipped a little bit, but then after that, we really hit our strides. So we'll get there. It might take a little longer because we're not doing it every week now, but we'll get there. I yeah. It was the first one.